started this morning, uh, I want to thank uh, Caleb and the team for last Sunday. Angie and I got away uh, up in the L.A.J. in the mountains to where all they got the nice fresh apples and all the good stuff up in North Georgia, and it was a good getaway. Uh, but I'm so thankful to have a, a team that can step in and keep it going. And, um, you know, it's just a humbling thing to, to be a part of a, a church that loves like you do and uh, cares. And what a blessing it is to be here at Gratis. And I just love you guys and thank God for you, man. It's, it's a journey that we've been on for several years. And uh, I don't get away often, but when I do, it, it was good to get away with Mama. Because if Mama's happy, you know the rest of the story, don't you? And so, but it's really good to get away. We were up there where the deer and the antelope roam. I'm telling you, uh, they were feeding the deer in the North Georgia mountains. There was uh, black labs walking by beside the deer saying, hey, you know, how you doing, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was that kind of place, but it was good. It was peaceful, very peaceful. Well, we're gonna be uh, in a closing section of, I've been doing this uh, time through Nehemiah. And today I'm gonna kind of wrap up our time in Nehemiah because guess what? The wall is completed. The wall is completed, and that is the good news uh, from their standpoint. And, uh, be, and if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn with me. I'll have it on the screen, but in Nehemiah chapter 6, we only got two verses today, uh, verse 15 and verse 16 here of, of Nehemiah chapter 6. I'm going to ask you a question as we begin. Um, you know, how is it with you on completing things? Uh, how do you do on that? Are you good at getting things started? but you have trouble seeing things completed? Uh, or are you one that gets started on a task? And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're on another task. And that one that you had started on sits over there for months or years or whatever it takes. And, and you get reminded by those that care about that other task, uh, when are you gonna finish that task? But it never gets done. Anybody, anybody relating to any of that in the room? Or, or I'm just talking to the to everybody's got their act together, right? You remember when you were in school and you were just going, I just can't wait till I complete my education. You know, I, I remember, you know, high school was just fun. It was. The college was different. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was ready to get out of college. I was just ready to finish it, get over with it. And, uh, but, that, but some of you have even gone beyond that. Some of you were just ready to complete your work this past week because you had all those finals going on in school and you're just wanting to complete that assignment. Some of you are working on something at work. It's a project. You're just ready to get that over with. You're ready to get it completed. You're ready for it to be done with. And then there's some of you in this room that have been on the journey, some even now, that are actually building their own home. And I remember doing that back in 2004. And it seemed like it took forever to finally get the certificate of occupancy to get into this home. But you know what? You, we were working at it to try to get it. And, and you know what that's like if you've ever been in those situations. You're, you're just looking and longing for that time to be completed. And then one of the things that for some of us, and I was talking to Angie about this this week, is, and she said one of the things she feels good and completed about is raising kids. And you know, and our youngest is 19 now. You know, they're, they're out of the house. 
And, I'm, and I asked her, I said, well, do you feel like your job is over? And she said, pretty much, yeah. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's good. I hadn't thought of it that way. They keep coming back. They still want money, you know, and all of that. But, so I don't know if we're completed yet, but, but the good news is she, felt, she feels like she's at least completed the training times. And you know what? The older our kids get, the real, they realize the smarter that we are. You know that's true, don't you? I know the older I get, the more I know my daddy is a lot smarter than I thought he was. And he is. Amen. Amen to that. Amen? Or, yeah, you know. Some of y'all are going to still be raising your kids. Enjoy the journey. It's for young people, I can tell you that. Because we have two grandboys, and we can only handle them for a few days, okay? <laughs> but... But then it is tough the older you get. So enjoy the journey. So pick up with me, and we're going to see where Nehemiah and them have reached a point to where they had completed an assignment, completed a task. Verse 15. So the wall was completed on the 25th day of the month Elu in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard of it, and all the nations surrounding us saw it, they lost their confidence. For they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Wow. Two short verses, but in those two verses, there's a lot going on there. Wow, the wall, this is an amazing thing now. The wall is completed in 52 days. We're talking a little over seven weeks here, seven and a half weeks. And then when you factor in the fact that they rested on the Sabbath, this job got done inside of 50 days. That's pretty amazing considering. Remember the story of Nehemiah? He's the king cups bearer, uh, King Artaxerxes. He's the king of Persia. He has sent Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah asked permission to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the wall. And so he was given that a privilege to go back. Even the king, remember, gave him the letters to allow him to pass through enemy territory and gave him safe travel. And then also the king gave him permission to get some of the greatest lumber, timber, to build these walls with, the gates, and they used the stones to rebuild. So they did a lot of work, and they got a lot done. And remember, along the journey, they had some enemies. And those enemies said they were going to come and attack. And so the word got to Nehemiah and the enemy's attack at night or attack when they weren't expecting was kind of put aside. And remember in chapter 4, we heard those words, our God will fight for us, is what we heard. And what we saw in that most important chapter was we saw that we knew that our God is who we fight under and we realize who we fight for, our children. And you know, Nehemiah and them and, and all of the people were working on rebuilding the sections of the wall that went all the way around Jerusalem. And they did it because they needed the safety and the protection and they also knew how important it was to have all those things in place. So you have a picture of all of that. And the battles that were going on as far as the threat from the outside and then some things that are happening on the inside. So finally they get to that place to where the wall is completed. Now that's a time of rejoicing, isn't it? When you finally get to that place to where 
hey, school's done. School's done. But listen, when you finished school and you got walked out, got your diploma, was that the end of the story? No. Really, that was what? Just the beginning of it. Because guess what? Now you've got to find a job. Now you've got to really go to work. Now you've got to get out there and find out what it's really like in the world. And you know, whatever that task is, that once it gets completed, there's always going to be, now what's next? But let's rejoice with them right now. In 52 days, they had completed a great assignment, rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. Now, you know, next year, we've got our 15 acres out in gratis. Next year, we're going to be starting our campaign to raise our funds for building our first building. And by the way, will it get built in 52 days? That's not going to happen. All right. So this is not one of those words that I'm going to say, all right, we're going to get this done in 52 days, y'all. <laughs> it, it takes about 30 days to get the county to do anything uh, down there to uh, get permits or whatever. It might take 52 days to get the permits for it. Uh, to begin the work. But you know, uh, what I do know is we're going to be starting that journey. And the thing that I want you to see out of this text today is a couple of important things in how God spoke to me through this passage this week. And the first one is this. God will finish the work that he has started. God will finish the work that he has started. You know, they, they are the ones that are doing it, but in this text, you're going to see something that's very important. Because a lot of times we're, we think that we're the ones that are doing things, but it's really more to it than that. Yes, we're, a lot of times we are the ones that are lifting the stones, rebuilding the walls, setting the gates, physically doing that work. But we're going to see something that's, more important than that, and that is the underlying truth of who is really behind all this, and it's God. You know what I love about Gratis Church is, it is the fact that it's God's idea. Because I was very content where I was at. I didn't, I wasn't planning on leaving. I liked where I was, and I was, I could have retired where I was. But you know what? God laid it upon my heart to start a work called Gratis Church. And every time I see you guys and I come in here, and we've been gathering in here for six years, and Lord knows we're going, all right, man, we're ready for our place. Yeah, I'm ready for it too. But you know what? In that journey, I still know that the greatest work is still not a building to be built. It's you. It's, it's you. It's the journey of knowing you and loving you in the process. And you know, buildings can come and go, can't they? Buildings can be struck by lightning and burned down in a moment. But the church will not end when the church is really you and I. And that's what God is, has been preparing us in our work as we move forward for this next year. You know, I, I, um, I started at 50, and we're still carrying chairs at, you know, 56. And so, you know what, I'm still thankful. I'm still thankful that I can, uh, can carry chairs. You know, there are people 
that are people that are my age that are beginning, I'm finding them that they're dying, you know, out here. And, and that's concerning, but I'm just thankful to be able to do that and thankful for that help that God gives. But God will finish the work that he has started. And not only that, this, the work has been accomplished with the, with the help and the hand of God because God wants others to see it. God wants to know. See, Caleb covered it last week, but there was a guy named Sanballat and a few others that had be begun to threaten Nehemiah. They wanted him to quit the work, to, to come over, and they were, they were setting him up to kill him. But he didn't buy into it. He didn't go over there. And they were always trying to threaten him to stop the work. But Nehemiah was being attacked in that way to, to have fear come upon him. Remember a few weeks ago, didn't I share with you that faith and fear cannot coexist? Either you're going to have faith or you're going to let fear come in to try to rob you of your faith. So what's happening here is this dynamic is going on to where they're still trying to instill fear in Nehemiah. And Nehemiah has now reached a point that the walls are completed. So we're going to see something shift here. We're going to see something turn. And let's see it here in verse 16. It says, When all our enemies heard of it, and all the nations surrounding us saw it, guess what? They lost their confidence. That they lost their confidence means, that literally means that uh, their eyes fell, ex they fell exceedingly in their own eyes. In other words, they put their head down. They knew they were defeated. They knew that they had been beaten. Because here was Israel, here was Jerusalem, here was this place that was utterly destroyed. And in 52 days, these people have put the walls back up and the gates back up. And they're sitting there thinking, how did they do that? How were they able to accomplish that? These puny people over here. Remember what one of them said? He said, hey, hey, look at what they're building. Even if a fox should jump on it, it would crumble down. But now the gate's up. The gate's solid. Now the walls are up. The wall is solid. Now it's looking great, and they're secure. And you know what? The enemies of Israel and Jerusalem have their head down. They're defeated. Kind of reminds me of last weekend. At the end of a game between Auburn and Georgia. Yeah, I watched that while we were in the mountains. That's the only bad thing about last weekend, really, up there. But that was a beatdown. That was a beatdown. And I share that because there's a lot of Georgia fans in here. And I'm one of them. And I, I'm a Tech fan, too. Now, don't go to bashing tech. I'm a tech fan. There's some tech people in the room. I love tech. And, and, and we know that's who's playing this week. So who am I rooting for? God. I'm rooting for God. I don't take sides. You know, I used to say, if you got a problem, see, some people, their problem with Georgia is that G stands for God to them. It does. That's their God. If Georgia wins, man, God's great. Georgia loses. Oh, God, man, it's bad. Life's terrible. But here's the deal. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad my life isn't like that. I know who my God is. He wins every day. He wins every battle. But you know what I tell people? I said, you know what that GT stands for? That's God's team. 
Georgia Tech. All right, so I'm just messing with you. If you want your G to stand for God, then GT stands for God's team. So that's the way my mind thinks sometimes. You might think, well, he's crazy, but, but anyway. So that's probably, that's probably the only thing some of you are going to remember from today's message, and shame on you if that's all you remember from it. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Georgia was defeated. Georgia had their head down, and they had it handed to them. And you know what? That's the same way that these people were that day at Jerusalem. The enemies of Israel had their heads down. They had been defeated. They were discouraged. And notice what he says here. All of them heard of it. All of them heard of it. And it says, and then all the nations surrounded it saw it. They lost their confidence. And then it says this, for they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Now there's your key right there. These people realized at this point the, the reason that the Jews and Israel were able to rebuild these walls was God did it. God came in. God helped them along this journey. You know what my prayer is for Gratis Church and as we continue to move forward and even as we continue and we build in the coming years is that everybody will understand and recognize and see that it was God who did it. It's not a man who did it. It's not even just a few people. Yes, it was God who did it. You know, it says here it was done with God's help, that God, in some translations, said that God's power did it. And you know, and you might be one of those people that are thinking, say, well, what about, well, you might be saying, well, didn't these workers do it? Didn't these workers, weren't they the ones who actually built the walls? And you might want to contribute it to, to man did it. Well, you know, there's a lot of people in this world, and there's some in this world that think that they're self-made men. They do. I've met some of them. And they walk around and they look at what they've done and they go, look at what I have accomplished. Look what I have built. Look at my empire. Look at my kingdom. Look at what all the things are my toys that I've accumulated. It happens. It happens. Self-made men, look at what I've done. Look at what I've built. And you know, there's a lot of people that think that they're the ones that did it. But the reality is, and I want and I pray that everyone will understand this at Gratis, is that God will be the one who does this work in and through you, but for his sake and for his glory. That's what's going to happen in the next coming years. That's really what's going to happen. And how do I know that? Because <clears throat> this week um, I had this verse that, that came to me as I was reading daily. And I'm going to put it on the board for you. And I'm about to be closing out. But this is a verse that really brings thanksgiving and the meaning of this time of year to me into laser focus. And it's this. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says these words. What do you have that you did not receive? 
I'm going to stop right there. That's a question. <laughs> what do you have that you did not receive? Well, you know, one, one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten was my wife. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. It don't say he who finds a husband finds a good thing. It says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. You ever thought about that, man? Well, I always say she's my good thing and she's my prime rib. So I'm going to be cooking ribs this Wednesday night for the men's group. We might have more men coming now that I mentioned that. You're cooking ribs. You might have to get a few extra. But just let him know. Men at his place. If you don't know where he lives, just look for the smoke. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you find out. But God never said that toward men. But another thing I'm most thankful that I received was the fact that God blessed us with four children. And you know, when a lot of times we think, yeah, yeah, we got together, we made them. Do you know that the Word says that He has made us and not we ourselves? I know a lot of couples that, that try to have children that are not able to. And that's the struggle, and that is real. And so when I, when I know that, and I saw them and I held them, I knew that that was a gift. What did I have that I did not receive? And you know, and then I, I think about my family, and I think about the fact that I was born where I was born. I had the parents that I have. And I grew up in the town that I grew up in. And I had all of these things I had a roof over my head. I had a bed to sleep in. I always had food. What do you have that you did not receive? And man, I'm going to tell you, when you begin to ponder that question and think about it, and you know, there might be those that were thinking, hey, we, we have, we're the ones that did this. We're the ones that built this wall and hung these gates. We did it. <laughs> Do you know that our very next breath is a gift from God? Our very next breath is a gift from God. The very fact that, that you woke up this morning, you went to sleep, you closed your eyes. It could have been the last time you closed your eyes and not have awakened this morning. But then he tells us he gives to his beloved even in their sleep. So that when I go to sleep at night, I know that God is blessing me even while I'm sleeping. Now, isn't that a great God to know? <laughs> that amazes me. But then I woke up this morning. Now, and it's, now, let me tell you, the older you get, you wake up and you get out of the bed and you're, uh, 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 uh. And you're moaning. And you, hey, anybody bear witness to that? Some of you are young. You don't know this yet, but you moan and you're grown. My daughter asked my wife last night, why does daddy moan all the time? And she doesn't understand yet. But that's another part of heaven I'm going to enjoy is that no more aches and pains. Hallelujah. <laughs> Not only is there joy there all the time, but there's no more aches and pains. Glory to God. Sign me up for that place, okay? What do you have that you did not receive? You know your very next breath 
is a gift of love and expression to you. So the very fact that God gives us that, and he gives us little Zechariah, you give all of these things, you realize and you know that it is God. It's God who ultimately, you might be going, okay, I can do the work, I can get a job, they might fire me, I get a job, who opens that door? God. Who gives you that ability? God. You might be an athlete. You might say, well, no, man, it was me. I did all that practice. I did all that work. I, I did it. I'm that player. The one thing I do love about some of those seniors I've seen over there in Athens that stuck around, they finished the task. They completed the work. That says a lot to me. But what I see out of them is I don't see a lot of boasting. I see a lot of them saying, you know what, I could not leave them because of family. Wow. Hmm. What do you have that you did not receive? And that after you might have athletic ability, but where did you get it? I had a, one of my children, they looked at my body uh, and saw it, and they weren't impressed with it. Uh, but <laughs> that's a joke, but, but what they did say was, I get that from you. I see that in my own self in you. Okay? And you know what? I used to look at my dad, and I, I used to say, I'll never look like him. And guess what? The older I get, the more I look like him. And that's just the way it's working. But the question, can you answer the question, what do you have that you did not receive? And what's the answer? What's the answer? Nothing. Nothing. So, the rest of the verse, and if you did receive it, which you have, you and I have received everything that we've ever gotten, it's a gift. If you have received it, then he says this, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Wow. That's a great verse for Thanksgiving week. It's a great verse to remind us in our daily lives. Everything we have is a gift from God. And just like Nehemiah and them saw, they saw that the work was completed in 52 days. Yes, they got out there, they did a lot of the labor. But who was the one who was fighting for them? Who was the one who was protecting them? And who was the one who was giving them the supplies and giving them the ability to even build it? You know, I, when I watch and have heard some people that deal with uh, these doctors that just deal with the mind, and they talk about how delicate our mind is, and just all of the faculties of our whole body, all the way it's designed. And these, this doctor of this mind just said, it's amazing to think of how God has so delicately designed every one of us that we're able to even think and have the thoughts that we do. And God gives us that. You know, listen, this is amazing to me. This is amazing to me. The wall is completed. They celebrate it. And you know what? I know the day's going to come 
that when you and I are going to have the privilege to begin to see the process begin to take place. And that's okay. We will. We'll be there. We'll see it. But the, along the journey, I, I hope and I pray for all of us that we will always remember what is it that we have that we did not receive. And listen, already God has started the work. God's going to finish it. We started a little land fund, didn't we? It started little. People began to give. And then others began to give. And then that amount got up to 60-something thousand. And then all of a sudden, something happened and God's hope builder steps in and they give a matching $100,000. And then the people you began to give to reach that matching gift, and the next thing we know, We've got 15 acres paid for out there in gratis. And we got $65,000 in the bank toward our building. That's God, y'all. Yeah, that's you. That's you giving. That's me giving. But that's also God at work through that whole process. And you know what? God's not finished. Because what he starts, he will finish. And so the next journey of that is going to be happening next year as we begin to do our campaign and we begin to show you what the future places are going to look like. It's a great, great place to be. I'm thankful to be on this journey with you. I'm thankful to be, God's given me the privilege to pastor Grass Church. And I'm thankful for you and I pray for you and I love you and, and I'm looking forward that what's going to happen in these days ahead. And so it's going to be exciting. So let's learn the lessons that we have seen in Nehemiah. Expect some outside trouble. Expect some things to not go exactly right. That's going to happen. But expect our God to fight for us. And expect that he is going to help. He has promised it. He will finish the work he has started. Would you bow your head and uh, pray with me? Do you know the Bible says that he who begins a great work in